Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. And welcome back to Hair Life with me, Nathan Plumridge. Now, my guests on today's show are the lovely Luke Doolan and the lovely Paddy Monaghan. Luke is the manager of Forest Software for UK and Ireland, and Paddy is the head of product. Boys, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm just going to say, I also have a lovely lady who is my head of operations for the team, uh, Candice. Welcome, Candice, to the show. Hello. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. First time ever. This is good. I'm excited. Three first so, boys, time. We've come to Dublin. We've yeah. come to Dublin to sit down and see your amazing offices. Guys, if you can see the offices, they're insane. It's just not enough people here. <laughs> Everyone's working from home. Yes. <laughs> And you call us lovely as well. That's the first time I've been called lovely. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's usually followed by something. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the accent. Yeah. It's just the accent. We love the accent. So we've come over to Dublin. We've come over to see Forest Software. And um, obviously we have worked with you for some time. Um, I'm just going to ask you the question. Why Forest? Why Forest Software? Why should we have Forest? What is it about Forest? Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's too. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, I think, Paddy here, um, I think how I would frame it, first of all, is our goal is to help salons to grow, right? So we're not just an appointment you know, system, a diary. Our plan is to help salons to grow. But we kind of take it in a slightly different way, I think, than most do, where we're not actually a software company. We're a salon company. So we're, we're aimed at the industry. Um, our whole existence is to mm-hmm. understand how salons work and to build things that help them to grow their business in that way, like actually starting with salons versus starting with tech, which is not all that common, yeah. I would say, in the industry. It's not, and we kind of built it in that way. So this isn't something like that, you know, we've just kind of fallen upon. Like, if anyone doesn't know the story of Forrest, yeah. I always say this, like, it's nearly 20 years old, just in case we kind of got that. Yeah, yeah. So it's nearly yeah. 20 years old. But it was actually born on the salon floor. And this is probably what's different between us and other softwares. So our CEO, Ronan, um, was working on the reception desk in the salon. I think it was at the IFSC, so it's yeah, like, yeah. like our kind of, financial district within yeah, Dublin right. um, and he was at the desk and I think he's first found it was one of the first industries where and we spoke about this earlier today where a client can go in not feeling great but then come out feeling absolutely amazing mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what kind of attracted him to the industry and there was one thing at that time that he found that was a, a problem and it was no-shows so it's crazy that we still talk about no-shows mm-hmm. now yeah, it's, 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 still it's still there it's still there yeah 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 well, what they said at the time was that wouldn't it be great if we had some type of message that could go to clients the day before and actually just get them to remind them of their appointments. And he sent out reminder messages 20 years ago. So this yeah. is the first time that I think anyone in the industry had probably done it. It's groundbreaking at the time. It was. Yeah. And look how far it's off yeah, it's now. So he was calling. So he actually sent messages, text messages. Oh, he did it like a little Nokia yeah. text message. Yeah, yeah. So he's just texting wow, people. Really? Yeah, gathering people's phone numbers. Yeah. yeah. Texting yeah. the day before. Don't forget about your appointment and could actually see a, a difference there. It did, it did yeah. Um, yeah. And... When I talk about helping talents to grow, like that, that was the first piece. But what happened then was he'd gathered phone numbers for a load of the, the clients. And in January, you know, tumbleweeds, like no one's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He speaks to some owner and he's like, you know, we should actually, we should send out a text and just say, hey, we've got this thing. And, you know, if you want to come in within the month of January, you'll get this. And he had some products. They were like, we'll give you a product. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of yeah. put together a thing. Starts to text it out, just text, text, text. And within like, I think it was like nine or 10 minutes, phone starts ringing. And the whole day, everyone just starts ringing. And they actually booked out like the majority of January in that first day or two, I think, yeah. just through text messages. And we we still believe it's the first 
text message marketing campaign in the industry. It's really interesting because when you look at that now, yeah, yeah. how we take that for granted. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, even Absolutely. 20 years ago, you yeah. Think, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't it doesn't feel quite right but oh, the fact crazy. that you thought about that at that time yeah. now you just be like oh yeah everybody does that. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know like i think no shells cut down by like 70 percent yeah because yeah. well, it was going to the busiest time that could destroy us all. like into their busiest periods yeah and he said if we can just eliminate that one problem yeah and then yeah gathering the messages was kind of the, the next kind of stage building the phone numbers and stuff like that and like it's actually funny like there's the point there is that these problems they exist. The same problems actually exist yep. and they will always exist. It's always the same stuff. Yeah. But what happens is from a technology point of view, the technology evolves. There's new ways of cutting down no-shows. Like, so for example, when somebody books online, if they leave a deposit, they are half as likely to no-show. So basically you're, you're twice as likely for those folks to show up just yeah. from putting in their, their credit card number, not even taking a, a deposit at that point. So like a lot of the stuff that we build is still, it's still aimed at the original problems the, the same problems that stay in the salons. Like they're, yeah. they're not new, but the ways of solving them. But this change. is where also I think you can really get into the understanding how hairdressing has not changed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, I think that, I think there's a big thing that when we look at business, the model is exactly the same as what was happening 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. We have a guest come into our business. We look after them, we service them and they leave looking and feeling good. So yeah. the industry itself, it, it hasn't changed, but mm -hmm. it's the fact, again, systems, processes, this is where the change is. And obviously, yeah. you know, hearing that story, you can see how that one thing, I mean, that's like, you know, the first stone in the, in, in the water. Big time. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, like everything since evolved from that. And even yeah. at that time too, Ronan started to look at things and went, okay, I'm, I'm going to, try and see would this work for like a you know, dentist or something. I wonder would this work? He went and talked to people and just kind of come back and said, actually, if you think about this and you've come from that industry and yeah. you've been working there, and he was actually like, if we just, this is a, a problem that's really, really like present in this industry. Yeah. And so if we can just keep building on the problems in, in this one industry, we can actually build, as he used to say, build a company that will last for generations. This is what he used to say. It's like, you ignore all the noise of like, you need to be able to scale out into all the things you need to do gyms and you need to do all of these yeah. different things. And actually really right at that first point, you had the option, the opportunity to explore other industries and actually like chose actively not to. And went, you know what, if we actually start to add on like various things within the salon world, we can make something like really, really special. And as he added extra pieces and extra, and then took over the diary. So that, for example, the phone numbers were tagged automatically and then we could auto send the messages yeah. and layering one thing on top of the other, like reporting then to help a salon owner. And it all starts from text message. But what's interesting is that could have gone, okay, let's do text messaging for everybody or mm -hmm. it can, okay, let's take text messaging and build more on it, but just for these folks, just for the industry. And that's kind of what's happened since. And we've never strayed from that, which is kind of insane over two decades of, Everyone I talk to in an interview, like, would you ever think about going into gyms? Like, everyone yeah. thinks this is a new novel idea. You're like, no, this is, we are for this industry. That's yeah. kind of what it means. We're a salon software. We're a salon company. Yeah. We build software to solve the problems, same problems. And as new things become just now possible, it's our job to try and plug them into the software so we can, you know, have new ways to help you solve the problem. And that's really good, actually, because because we made that decision about just focusing on the one industry, on that salon yeah. industry. Like that's dictated everything we do. So how we recruit people, like we've yeah. got ex hairdressers who work on a support team. Yeah. So like if the salon is ringing up to say like I'm having this one problem, they can actually imagine what's it like at the reception desk with everything going on, and they can tell them how to do it. And that's one thing. Like how do we build it? Then we look at like the industry itself. Like what do we have to do in the industry to make an impact? 
So like we looked at things this year. This is the first year actually we did the forest growth. Yeah. So like because we understand the industry, we know the industry really wants to to grow. We know salons want that. It's the first time we've now invested back in the industry. So we put about hundred k back into the industry and we've opened it up to salons. And um, they can basically make applications to forest. Say this is what I want to do to grow. It could be like educational courses. Yeah. It could be like a new machine. It could yep. be anything around staff revamp. And then brand, we even, yeah, yeah, we give the money then to salons based on the applications. They don't pay us back, but it's our way of giving back into it. But by that type of stuff, it actually means I know you're you're head of product, Paddy. Yeah, yeah. But it's that type of uh, like insight into the industry, and because we're ingrained, I think that that helps us build our next product. Yes, it's really understanding like what is the feature gaps that are missing now. And how do we solve that? Yeah. And I think if you're right, if we had went down the road of going into gyms or anywhere else, we wouldn't understand the industry. No, no way. You, right you wouldn't. Not at all. It would be shallow across the whole thing. That would be the problem. And it's interesting taking that because obviously your strap line is let's grow, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. again, yeah. like when you walk into the offices here, mm-hmm. and for anybody that does come here at some point, you know, you'll walk in and you're like, it's let's grow. Everything yeah. about this place is yeah. like, let's grow. And the building is big enough so you can grow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So how how do you guys how do you guys enable that to happen? What is that that focus that you think within sort of the hairdressing industry that you guys can do? Yeah. So I mean, there's a, a number of ways. So sometimes it's it's just about like listening to salons and understanding the problems that they have. So if you look at we launched recently the collections, we call them the forest collections, and actually even the concept of collections. So we used to just like we would build a feature and we would ship that. And then maybe a month later, we'd have something else from another team and we would ship that. And then we started to get feedback from like salon owners. Like I'm really busy. I can't keep up with that. I can't keep track of all these things dropping. And so we changed tact and said, let's, let's follow the fashion industry and let's do like a, like an autumn collection where we can actually gather a lot of stuff together with five different things. And we launched it at once so that, with the, all the training programs are put together. So as a salon owner, you can see, okay, forests have to do a whole lot of new stuff. I'm going to take an hour out of my day or out of my Sunday. I'm just going to learn about all of them. And then it'll be nothing for a couple of months. So it kind of makes it, even the way that we operate on that yeah, is, is yeah. to see how salon owners need this to happen and change our ways to do that. And so there's a couple of examples in that collection though that, that are like just entirely based on the industry. So payments, for example, right? So integrated card terminals, you know, card readers where you can tap. You know, we've got asks for this for a while and a lot of softwares are doing it as well. And there's lots of ways that you can have a credit card terminal today from your bank and things like that. But with everything that we start with, we go, okay, we're going to send, we have a research team, uh, product development team, and we send them out to salons. They work in salons. I've gone and worked in a salon and like, I yeah. didn't come from the industry, but I know it now because I've gone and taken the hard steps of just standing in front of I answered phone, phone yeah, to yeah, make yeah. bad coffee, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and I, I have a great story once of a designer who came and as soon as somebody came, the guest came, he was to check her in and he was all on the software and he looked up and she was gone and someone had came taking her coat and taking the coffee. He's like, the software is the last thing you do. Not the first <laughs> yeah. thing. He's like, I know that you think it's the software is everything, but like you make sure she's okay, then you check her in. And we're like, oh, wow. That's like, <laughs> you know, because you just, you live here all day long working on software. You assume you're the center of the world. Yeah. And you're actually really not, right? So that's just a little anecdote. But if you think that the payments thing, and we ask salon owners, well, what's what is actually painful around payments? Like, well, I mean, you obviously want to be able to top a, a, a car to take payment, but anyone can do that. So we actually did research and understanding the pain points of this, like tips, for example, and getting tips for staff, but also the end of day, cashing up, right? It's just, it's an absolute pain. And so, you know, you've got someone who accidentally like overcharged a customer by tapping the wrong number, or maybe they tapped, you know, cash and then put a credit card through, whatever. And you've got this thing at the end of the day where you're wasting probably 30 to 40 minutes of just time trying to find that 10 pounds that's gone somewhere. And we had this 
uh, one person at the front of the house was saying the girls will go out for a drink after work and she has to follow up after because she needs to close the end of the day. Like these are these are real problems. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, sure. We ask about like what are your financial payment issues? And she's like, I just want to go and have a drink with the girls. <laughs> and like so we then actually take that as the starting point, not not all the other stuff. And we I would say, how do you solve that? And to solve that, you actually have to change the way you build the payment infrastructure. You can't allow someone to manually key in numbers. Like, and people are like, every other terminal does this. We're like, I know, but then it causes problems. So we had to actually take a different approach completely, whereby the only way to light up the terminal to take a payment is in Forest. You key in the thing, you tap credit card, and only then it will light up. And in doing that, at the end of the day, it automatically reconciles between the two. So you can just look at your cash, which is next to nothing these days, and just walk out. So we actually take a completely different approach to payments. Like, yes, it's payments. And we were talking about this earlier on. You might hear someone saying, yes, we've done a payment feature. But for us, it has to be a payments feature that is built for salon owners for this industry. And we always start with, right, what are the problems that actual yeah. salon owners and staff have with this? And we start there. Like, And you see that, in, honestly, in everything that we build. Like, I'm probably a little bit biased, but that is true. You know, it's the No, way it's we... what you build, but then it's how we even do, our, do the teams internally. So we noticed that, actually. And we were talking about this earlier. When the company's goals are completely aligned with, with the salon's goals, you build the right products and you service them the right way. And I think what came from, from this a couple of years ago was that we'd seen salons, we built so much. We built so many different tools to solve so many different problems. Mm -hmm. What we had to really figure out was like, how do we get salons to take that first step to try and like use those features for the first time? So we created a team of business advisors who are like from the industry. Some are from the industry, some are with Forest about five or six years and learned it. But it's their sole goal now to make sure that a salon is focused on the right things. They're using features to make sure that they're growing their business. Because essentially, if we're aligned with the salon, as soon as they grow, we grow as well. Yeah, yeah. So we need to spend more time with that and solving real problems. We have all these features, but we need to make sure that, like, you know, is it solving a retention problem with the salon? Is it solving like a product sale problem? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what is it really solving? And that's how internally, I think now we're really starting to enable that that yeah. growth, you know, and how to get salons using. And it's interesting because me and Candace, when we were on the flight over, we were literally discussing almost exactly that. And that's where we then started to look at the market yeah, yeah and go, yeah. it's quite crowded. Yeah. What is it that forests, you know, what is forest kind of USP? Yeah. That is that, what is that difference? What yeah. is the point yeah. of yeah. difference? Yeah. And again, you know, those things, exactly what you're saying there, it's really actually looking at it from a hairdresser, yeah. salon owner perspective yeah. and going, Right. What's your problem? I'm going to listen yeah. to you because those forums that you've got as well, yes. I think yeah, are really yeah. good yeah. where we can implement you know, an yeah. idea yeah, or yeah. a concept. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, we'll talk about it. And then if it's something that everybody agrees with, we'll put it into the system. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that point of collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, it is. You know, and I think probably, I suppose from our benefit as salon owners, I think that is the future. Yeah. yeah. You know, regardless, you look at how we're all working now. Yeah. 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 That collaboration thing is growing and only building. And actually having that almost as a let's grow ethos together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is incredibly strong. I think that makes a lot, a lot of sense. That collaboration is getting more and more important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we did an event probably about a week or two ago now. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and basically, I was trying to figure that out. Like, what does Forest kind of mean to you? Like, what does that actually really mean? And the key feedback was that, like, you are a partner. Yeah. So when we're going through times where like, you know, might be as busy, you know, we know we can rely on you. We can give you a call and say like, what features should I be using right now to, to build business? Or like if I, if a staff member leaves, like what do I do? And the collaboration part is really important because some of us feel like they're on their own yeah. with a lot of these decisions. They feel like, well, like who do I go to and chat to this? Yeah. About? So that's where we kind of come in. So that collaboration, I think people, they want it. 
And that's probably what does make us different, really, yeah. isn't it? And I think with that live forum, it's really useful to know that you have shared learnings in that yeah. as well. Yeah. And for yeah. us, again, when we were talking on the plane, is a lot about for us growth means continuous improvement yeah. and the fact that we can rely on a software partner to mean that we're not stagnant yeah and i think for us as well you know we have lots of ideas about how we can improve but we are not tech guys <laughs> yeah yeah so being able to work in collaboration with you guys to know what is possible yeah. and how we can keep on top of trends coming up with the likes of Google and Apple and social media yeah, yeah. and that collaboration in that wider network is really useful as well. I, I have this question that I always ask whenever I'm visiting a salon owner or doing some research myself. And there's two variations that I use, but basically for me, creating innovation and figuring out these things is about pairing together a problem, but deeply understanding what the problem actually is and then matching that with what technology is possible. Yeah. And what we've seen is that like tech our tech team really understand what technology is now possible. But if you just start building things based on the tech, you've kind of got a, a solution looking for a problem. You know, you're trying to find that. But the other angle is like selling owners, people on the ground, they know the problem the best. But often if you say, for example, okay, what feature do you want? Or, or how would you like this feature to be better? They, they might discuss it in terms of just their own understanding. They might say, okay, maybe if this was over here, it would be nicer. And so we've taken a different approach. Instead of asking like, okay, what exact feature is it you want? I often say, if we were to send somebody out in a forest t-shirt and they were an expert in everything, so they're like finance, marketing, everything, they're an expert in everything you want. And I'm going to send them out to work for you for a week. What would you have them do? Like what problem would you have them solve? Ignore the technology for a second. What would you have them do? And the first time I ever asked that question, we ended up building Reconnect, the, the feature oh, yeah, that we have yeah, in the yeah. product, because they said, actually, I saw someone walk in front of the salon like last week. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen her in ages. And she was like, oh, she's probably gone. And, you know, just like slips out of the mind. She's like, well, I'd have them do is I'd have them look through the diary, find the people who should have been back in, maybe give them a call, reach out to them. And we were like, oh, that's really interesting. So we build a feature that does that because we've got technology that can work that mm -hmm. out. Well, you have to start with ignoring the technology and asking someone owner like to solve the problem. What problem would you want solved? And that question for me is like we call it the magic wand question. It just kind of answers so much about the problems you have to solve. And I ask it about every feature we're building because, mm -hmm. and my team ask it about every feature we're building. I mean, I don't build all the features now, but like that stuff is just absolute gold. I call it lightning in a bottle with my team always giving me. And it's interesting because <laughs> I always love that, that sort of concept. So in terms of like even inspiration, yeah. right? Because people, regardless, like anybody listening to this show, you know, there's a bit of it where people go, oh, tech. Oh, it's just tech. Yeah. But who kind of inspires that tech with you? Because yes, you can have you know, a great team. Yeah. But is there other, all these other sources? So is it that collaboration with salon owners that help that process? Who is it? Yeah. Like, so I'd say this, I mean, again, if you just think about those two halves, where you've got the problems and the tech that's possible, sometimes we see something that's possible in tech that we might not have realized before. Yeah. And we'll go out asking questions to see if it's a problem. So sometimes it does start with the tech, but you can't just build it and assume like if you build it, they will come. That doesn't work. <laughs> so, but honestly, it is actually the co-creation. And I've spoken, I'm motivated by this and I know that our teams are motivated by this. It's the impact that it has on, on salon owners. I, I tell this story all the time where we're talking about the review system mm, in Forest, where you get, you get new clients through like Google reviews and things like that, Yelp and Facebook too. And I had a salon owner come up to me in 2018 or 2019 at one of our uh, Inside Forest events. It's like our summit that we run in January. And she came up and she was from St. Louis in the US. And she said, I, I added that feature and it created, I think it was $20,000 she'd made in new clients that she attributed directly to that. 
And her and her husband had decided they were finally going to go on a tour of Europe, which they planned on doing for years. And they agreed to do it using this money. And they agreed that they would take the first stop to Dublin to meet the team who had built that feature. And they came and, and met me and the team and really? were like explaining this. I'll never forget that moment. Like, honestly, that type of stuff is what motivates you to do it again. And you're like, okay, wow. let's find out the Makes, next problem. Yeah, you know, and yeah, honestly, that's yeah. like, she might be listening today, but yeah, honestly, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, like people travel from yeah. all around the world. And like, so yeah. one more point on that. We had this summit, right? Forest Salon Summit that we run every January and we're running it again this January. And we started getting requests from salon owners to say, can I, I'm coming to the event to listen to speakers, but could I meet some of the tech team and talk about what's going on? And we would say, cool. And the next day we opened up the office and we said, why don't you come and meet us for breakfast to anyone who wants to? And loads of people came more than we expected. And then the next year we had to book out a hotel suite the day before. And we just said, look, we've got 180 seats here. We're hardly going to sell 180 seats. We just said, look, we'll we'll book out a hotel suite. We'll, like you can pay a small amount, just a little add-on, so that we can book out a full hotel suite. But it's nothing to do with the event. It's just coming and meeting the tech team who are building stuff. We sold out completely. I've never seen an industry or a company where that happens, where like your customers are saying, I want to come and work with you guys. And our team all show up and it's their favorite event of the year to get to meet salon owners. So I, I, I genuinely believe this. I'm not just saying this. The actual inspiration, even though sometimes it starts with tech, it comes from salon owners and their problems. Like yeah. It's what motivates me. It's what motivates the team. Like, it's really interesting because having been at salon even a couple of weeks ago and spending the whole weekend, literally, I mean, I, I think I must have spoke to probably a good I mean, 100, 150 yeah. salon owners at various points. It's I think it's the thing that's so incredible about the industry. And, and I think it's great that you've chosen to not veer off. Yeah. You've chosen to go right. Yeah. This is this is where we're going to go. This is our path. Yeah, and we're going to try and own that path as much as we can, because I think it, it doesn't matter what you kind of put on. There is a hunger for education. Yeah. There is there yeah. is a hunger for growth. Yeah, and knowledge, because I think there's probably a lot of us who have come from being a hairdresser on the floor. And then we suddenly get the opportunity to either run the salon that we're working for yeah, yeah. or we get a bit ballsy and we go, do you know what? I'm going to have a crack at this and we get out there. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I think it's lovely to kind of hear that you're getting it from that view that yeah. a bunch of hairdressing salon owners will want to come to a, a bunch yeah. of designers yeah. and go, all right, okay. I want to hear what you've got to, yeah. What's what you've got to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's down to the people, isn't it? Because yeah. When we said that before about sticking to the one industry, you get this, and the way you hire them, you start to think about that always. So you're hiring people who are passionate about the industry. Yeah. So you hire people who want to figure out what the problem is with the industry and yeah. want to create a solution for them, want to see the impact of that. So it's really kind of that ingrains with people. And I'm going to go back to this event, actually, because where that comes from as well is I think everybody has a personal story about the hair industry. So Sylvie, who's our yeah. COO, she shared a story at the time. We were talking about like, what is your why? Like, why are you actually here? Yeah. And she shared a story that her, her mom kind of from 40 years ago passed away with cancer. And during her time where she was receiving treatment, her hairdresser would come in and she'd, she, she'd help her. You know, she was kind of in the hospital constantly. Yeah. And she said, actually, at the funeral, the hairdresser was there. The doctor wasn't there. It was the hairdresser yeah. that was there. Mm -hmm. So everybody has this personal Story. connection yeah, yeah. with the industry. And I think when you hire people like that, it actually kind of puts a real thrive in you to make sure you're going out and actually helping the industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give them back to them. You know? And that's, and I think probably if, if we look what you were saying earlier about yeah. the sort of review thing, I think me and Candice were 100% from looking at our business and going, where is the most impact? Yeah. yeah, it is with reviews. Yeah, you know that whenever you read them and you see them and you think people have genuinely taken the time, they haven't just gone out and done a little five star, yeah, three star, whatever. Yeah, yeah, 
they have wrote a proper wonderful essay yeah. and when you read it and again yeah. from team morale perspective that's insane it's you know it's, it's like we said earlier you know it's like crack yeah. it's like you know yeah. don't take drugs okay yeah. fine. <laughs> but you know for hairdressers there's a point of where we get these little endorphin hits you know little hits of dopamine every time we make somebody feel good yeah. so if you're suddenly outlining you know your guest today has wrote this about you yeah that's amazing yeah. you know and it's and it is like a next level thing I and mean, for you for marketing it's, it's amazing. Like gold, isn't it? Well, it's the authenticity of it, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. I was yeah. actually going to pick up on that with regards to the passion you guys have, because I think it helps build the trust, doesn't it? Because yeah. all I see with a marketing background is hairdressers who don't trust tech, don't trust digital, of course. <laughs> don't like finances. And to hear that the passion that you guys have in the hairdressing world has demissed that yes. and mean that yeah. people want to come and meet you i mean well i don't know has that helped do you think it must have how did, how have you got hairdressers to trust you enough to want to come and speak irish. <laughs> being irish and yeah. irish are very handsome yeah. Yeah. based in dublin yeah, yeah. it's a bit like we'll come over yeah. there yeah. an irish guy called paddy massive i mean hairdressers just want to cut hair yeah, and it is the passion for the you know the face to face with the clients and building that relationship, and the rest of it, the finances and the social media and the bookings, yeah. um, is the boring stuff yeah. <laughs> that people don't want to do. And instilling that trust and handing over kind of the legs of the business to a software yeah. is a big deal for a lot of people. How have you kind of built that trust? What do you think has been the magic aside yeah. from the Irish accent? <laughs> yeah, the Irish accent, obviously. I mean, there's there's probably actually both sides of the house, I would say, in terms of my side on the tech side and, and Luke's side as well, which is kind of more customer-facing, although our tech side are fairly customer-facing as well. Like For us with that, like we talked about earlier on, right? if you're going to build something like a payment feature or something else and, and you just kind of launch it and it's just like, it's fine, it's shallow, it, it, it works, it's fine, it could work for anybody. You get a reaction and that's great. But if you're going to be going out and working in salons and say when we build it, like we built that new payments feature, payment mm -hmm. terminals, like we all went out and installed those terminals ourselves mm -hmm. because we were thinking, okay, how hard is this going to be to set up and stuff? And so like I went out myself personally and, and drove out to a salon one morning when she wasn't busy, set her up, showed her how to use it, all this kind of stuff. She texts me that afternoon, just going, how do I run the Zed read? And I was like, no, you don't need to anymore. She's like, no. But then how do I finish? And I was like, you, you just leave. And she texts me going, oh my God, you've made my year is what she said. So <laughs> like in, in us going out and being visible with salon owners, that's really important. Being open to this. If anyone contacts support, say in yeah, Forest, yeah. Or, or for example, paddy at forest.com is my email address. Anyone can email me. I'll have a chat with them. Like you have to be ready to do that, right? You have to be ready to put yourself out there. And I think people trust that. And then if you're building a feature and you're going to put yourself out there, you're not going to get away with it being like a bit crap, right? Like that's mm -hmm. not, she has my phone number, right? She's yeah. going to call me. You better be, she's going to call me, right? You're like, what is going on? What is this thing? And so knowing that we have to put ourselves out there, like be known directly to our customers and there's loads of direct lines of contact like everyone is welcome yeah. anytime yeah. and i think that's that point about being authentic yeah yeah because i think the problem now with so many sort of industry with a lot of industries but let's just take hairdressing product companies yes, as an example fair, yeah. there is this oh it drives me nuts but there's this crazy thing where companies will reel you in and they'll do all this wonderful stuff that they think is going to be brilliant for you yeah and then they pretty much ditch you after like six months because you're spending, you know, how many thousands per month? And they're like, oh, don't worry. It's fine. That's okay. And, you know, we were saying earlier, it's like the only time that people will then like come to you is when you're kicking off. 
yeah because you're moaning about something and then they'll try and ride in on their white horse and throw some cash at you i think that's the difference that i would say from working with a company who genuinely feels like they're in with you yeah yeah like we said when you were trying to make a phone call the other day you know we were actually getting through pretty quickly and actually speaking to somebody yeah not speaking to some automated system and choosing how many numbers we're going to go through and is that because you've chosen also that team yeah you've chosen your team of you know the right people to deliver that yeah, it's yeah. probably a bit of both. Like it's we've cho- definitely chosen the right people. I would say our our hiring process is probably one of the hardest to get through. Exactly. Um, like, and we put a lot of thought into this to make sure we're getting the right people yeah. that they have similar values to us, that they will really kind of get the salon industry. That's really really important. But this didn't like this didn't happen overnight. Like we we built probably three or four different teams to service the industry in the right way. So we built an onboarding team that like if a new salon comes onto Forest that we will spend the time with them to make sure that they're fully set up, that like they're ready to go, that anything that they wanted with the software can be activated straight away so they can start to see it. And we track a thing like called uh, an aha moment, where that moment in time where the salon owner says, yes, I made the right decision here. This is the part where I knew I needed to get to. So we track that. You probably spend a good bit of time in there. You get educated onto the system as well. And then like what you said, Nathan, you've got the support team. But we built that other function there, business advisors, that to get rid of that problem, we don't want to only hear from you when things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to celebrate the wins as you're going. We want to be kind of a partner with you that if you have one problem, we fix it. Like it might be retention. Yeah. We fix retention. Now it's about how do we grow the average bill? We want to be there at that point to do that with you. Yeah, exactly. So it's taken us a while to do that though. Yeah. Like if this has been 17, 18 years of building this yeah. kind of way of thinking and the way to structure teams in the right way. But I think the time thing is interesting. Yeah. Because I, I think... I would probably say I'm one of the most impatient people and Candice will know more. <laughs> <I'll back it laughs> <up. Yeah. laughs> and I'm also impatient. <laughs> because I'm like, I just want it done now. Yeah. Like, yeah, why yeah. does it take so long? Yeah. Can we not just yeah. get on with it? Yeah. And yeah. I think when you take stock, it's like even like this bloody podcast. Yeah. You know, the point is, is I want it to be a huge success and I want it to be now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've been told by the agency, they're like, oh, no, no, Nathan, it's going to take time. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I want my 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, you know, you talk about that as well. Like, so there's a couple of examples here. I, do you know what's funny? I think this might be the first time I've actually spoken about this, but it just popped into my head. It's, Really early on in my time in Forest, I had just joined and Ronan was talking about this whole idea where I had been in four, I think, previous companies who had all built up and sold off. And that was the pattern. You know, you tech company, you built great potential and then somebody comes in and buys you, tears it apart for parts, all this stuff. And I was kind of upset at this. And the, one of the most recent ones I was really close to and I really wanted to see it work. But of course, it got sold off. And I went to see a talk that evening, like a Dublin, Dublin tech talk about like how companies need to stop trying to flip and sell off. And mm. the tagline was ignore the noise and build a company that can last for generations. And it was Ronan giving the talk. Mm-hmm. And so he, he spoke about this and spoke about that, the, the, the whole concept. But you get this example of this train station that is in Sweden. Mm. And in the train station, because it's kind of buried in the middle of the city, all of the trains kind of have to go out the same way because it's the only way out of the city. But then once they get out at a certain point, they all just kind of go different directions and stuff. But it, it's not until about 20 minutes into the journey that you can really figure out where these trains are going. And he's going to talk about at the start, everything looks the same. Like every software starts out, we're all going to have a long-term company that's going to last. And he's like, you see these companies pop up and then the train turns off and then another one pops up and then the train turns off. And he's like, you win this, you win this whole game 
by staying in it, yeah, by just sticking yeah. with it and setting yourself up to do that too, which is not mm-hmm. that easy. There's funding things to do with that too. And setting yourself up to last a long time, like starts with Ronan, who's done that. And I actually think so in terms of patience, like you'd be also quite a patient person. Like, <laughs> we want to try and get stuff done, but we also know that it takes you a very long time to learn this stuff. Like we yeah. make have to make decisions that we know you're not going to see the benefit of for for two years yeah. or especially in R&D. We were talking about this earlier on where we're talking about what we just released, but like me and the team are working on what's what's happening next year. I'm already going, oh, that's already old. I mean, the next thing, but you need to know that that's going to take some time and people are going to take time to learn this and get used to it. And it's kind of like this balance of having impatience and executing and then waiting for it to really catch on. You just I love that as well, because I think, I think that is a great analogy because, you yeah. know, having had the business for 25 years, I actually feel like now I know what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's really weird. Yeah. Like, honestly, like since having Candice like yeah. join us, it's been like such a game changer because it's like when you suddenly got a phrase. Sorry. Yeah. Good phrase. Good phrase. Because, <laughs> because when you suddenly got somebody that number one for me is the ideas creation. Yeah. But then having somebody that can facilitate that, yeah. but then also that gives you a slap and is like, Come on, yeah. <laughs> we can't do that. Just yeah. wait. We'll get there. Yeah. And it's and it's really interesting because for me, obviously, my, my father was obviously a massive part of the business and passed away six years ago. And dad was always that. He was yeah. always that. We're just gonna yeah, pull yeah, the reins back, and it's great because <laughs> that's what Gandhi does for me. But I think it's so true. I think sometimes we're always in such a rush to maybe achieve some great success, but actually, you know, it's kind of enjoying that journey yeah it's always a bit like when i've done some crazy runs or anything like that actually on the day you know i've run a half marathon or marathon or ultra marathon whatever that's kind of easy it's the getting up in the crappy weather when it's pissing down with rain and i'm like oh god i've got to go out that's the journey yeah yeah so actually, yeah, it's such a great analogy, the train station. I love yeah. And I, I'll just make one more point on that. So we just released the new uh, reporting suite from Forest, right? So that like, that, and that's hopefully it's a, it's a good feature, right? And I can talk a little bit about the problems you solve with that. But the team who've been working on that, in order for that reporting to work, had to rebuild the entire data infrastructure of Forest from the ground up completely to let that work. And that took, like, that was in 2021 when that yeah, started. Yeah, that was a really, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about, like, a year, year and a half. So you're like with next... your crystal ball. Like, what's, <laughs> what's everyone going to want in two years? Like, that, it's, it's literally like, and we got such a reaction to, to some of the stuff that's in this reporting. And uh, it's amazing. And actually, it's like a, it's an overnight success that was, like, two years. Like, that's the mm-hmm. getting up, you know, cold morning, getting up and doing your training run. That's the, the team. Yeah working constantly on this thing knowing no one's going to see this for like and a keep year keeping momentum exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the whole it, motivation trying to keep exactly. motivated right. it, yeah. how do you do that in this market to be honest i actually think it's the reaction of salon owners that's really? the thing like mm-hmm. right now our channels are flooded internally with the success stories that we hear from salon owners brilliant stuff like yeah. honestly we've got some like we did we did a salon owner who'd come to the office specifically to beat luke up <laughs> um, she came over, uh, over to beat you up about some stuff and we were launching the. it was this was on Friday we were launching the reporting on a Monday and one of the challenges was reporting so I showed her like oh look this is actually what happens she's like oh that's everything I needed remember she just took the yeah. list she's like you've actually done what I needed and I'm like no I know and then we could tell the team that and they start to feel that that uh, success and they see the impacts and they all come to the summit so they can meet salon owners and see this and that motivates you for the next one then because you can go yeah. again and go again and you know right now there is another team working on a multi-year project 
that they've been working on for a long time without getting people to see it yet. And so they can see other people getting the impacts and they know it's coming like it's coming next year. And on that motivation, it's funny when you're saying in the salon, the reviews really matter. So we have, we have a review system oh, yeah, okay. in Forest. So it's called um, Service Gehintok, right? So it's rated like one to Service Gehintok, which means it's Irish for wonderful service, right? So every time someone leaves a five-star review, the whole company gets notified. So yeah. you get an email that, that everybody can see. Yeah. But also, every time a person gets a bad review on anything, could be a support issue, yeah. could be an onboarding issue, the whole company gets notified as well. Yeah. So there's, we're no hiding. there's no hiding yeah. whatsoever. So we're very transparent about all feedback that comes back in. So we can see all the wins. Yeah. Then we the whole company also sees <laughs> the things that don't go right as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that keeps people motivated. Yeah. Then they can see all this hard work is starting to pay off. We track things like uh, MPS, which basically tracks, you know, how how likely you are to promote us to like your, you know, another salon. And all those reviews come in. So everyone in the company can see them as well. Yeah. So it's, I think you're saying in the salon, you love the reviews. Yeah. Everyone in Forest just can't wait to see what the next review is yeah, 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 every yeah, single day. Like it's, and it's good yeah. to be transparent. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. there's a level, I think, you know, there's a bit where there's certain things you, you don't want to as a salon owner. Yeah. But I think there's also quite a lot that I think the team should you know kind of sharing because it yeah. is really good i think to share in if a guest had a service that wasn't as good as they expected well actually that's kind of how you learn yeah, exactly you know regardless because i think the biggest thing is is that we will always actually look at you know the the four or five star but actually if you get a one or a two yeah actually that's the one that you go Christ, what did we do wrong? Yeah, exactly. What was exactly, it? Yeah. yeah. And what can we take How away? We yeah. yeah. Let's not let's not, you know, get upset about it. Let's not sweat over yeah. it. But let's just take it and go, what was it? Yeah. And then break it down and think about it. Because the thing is, you know, regardless, in in, in life in general, the only way that you learn is by making mistakes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think in the world in which we live in now, I think that's and I think that is also a bit of a generational thing is that you know there's a certain generation who take everything literally yeah. <laughs> instead of actually taking a step back and just taking a minute and going okay yeah maybe i wasn't wasn't on point that day yeah. i did maybe rush that guest or you know we didn't deliver a level of service that we should do okay let's break it down yeah yeah why was it exactly so it's great to be able to have that and it's good that you share that within yeah the yeah. group and especially then because when it back to that people, you know, when we go and do the hiring. Yeah. Because when you have people who genuinely have the salon's best interest at heart, when they see the review come in, they know they've done everything in their mind yeah. to, to help. Mm -hmm. So then they see the review and they're like, okay, help what I've done better. Yeah. So it's the same in the salon. If you have got people in the salon who genuinely have your customers or the clients' best interest at heart yeah. as well. Yeah. They'd be more receptive to really like looking at that feedback. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what's also helped us, you're talking about reviews and but also reporting, yeah. is for us it's tracking that progress. So you yeah. know, if you yeah. do have that bad review and then we've worked with the team in order to improve and learn, mm -hmm. the reporting has helped us be more transparent with the team on the things that matter to them in the areas that they can improve. Mm -hmm. But I was finding really interesting what you were talking about in terms of having longer term projects. So the year and then a couple yeah. of years, because typically within hairdressing, you know, we look at how much have we turned over this week? 
how yeah. we hit our monthly targets and is really useful to think about how you actually we could learn from you guys and because what we're trying to always balance is you know our short-term projections and our long-term growth yes but actually typically hairdressing and i swear it comes down to the 45 minute cut blow dry yeah, yeah, yeah that's it <laughs> even looking a week or a month ahead you feel like whoa looking <laughs> into the future a bit now yeah but actually something that we're always trying to get better at is being able to plan and we can do that more effectively with forest reporting how do you kind of feel that that will hopefully work better now for salons with the better reporting yeah i mean that that's a, a very good point and so like say to think about again how we go about looking at reporting or say like just to take a step out of report for one second and you talked about the, your staff right like we know like this is a people business like it's all about the people and we also know that like post the thing that maybe shouldn't be mentioned COVID, right but post yeah. this we know that like staff and staff retention is is a huge thing as well right like this we know that these are challenges in the industry and so but forest is always orientated around that anyway like to help you with your staff so like for example in in forest go the mobile app that your staff can have they can have their own performance numbers in there they can have their own goals in there and they can be kind of empowered like to to run their own stuff or to to be more aware and there's also little dopamine hits there, there's like a little unicorn when they hit their goals stuff like yeah, that right yeah. we know about the we love it the addiction <laughs> we love it the addiction but one of the, the the piece of feedback that we often got as well as okay well as a manager or an owner like that's great. I want them to be empowered, but also maybe I feel like I'm a little bit away from that. And like, I want to know, I still want to know what's going on. Like I still need to know what's happening on the ground. And so some of the feedback that we got around reporting is that, yeah, I, I know the number, I get the number, I get my current average ticket, right? Great. But the question was always, okay, why is it that? Like, is it, is it like, I see you nodding, you're like, that's it. What is it? Is it up? Is it down? Is it made up of service or retail? Or like, what, yeah. like if I look at my average ticket, what does it look like? Week, yeah, yeah exactly. Because, because I think that's the thing, I think as a salon owner, and I think we're pretty good because we do, I mean, Candy says a lot of one-to-ones. Yeah. And I think that's probably where as salon owners, we've really changed. You know, if I go back three, four years, you used to have your sort of quarterly mm, yeah. kind of one-to-one. It's almost like weekly monthly yeah, yeah, minimum. Yeah, yeah but again you're actually you know because i think everybody's different every stylist is different and yeah. i think this is what we have to understand as salon owners everybody's motivated by different things yeah, yeah. not everybody is bothered by money yeah it's not because some people are actually financially quite comfortable yeah. so actually they come because of the people yeah or exactly. they come because of the team or they come because of the salon or any yeah, of those yeah. things so i think you know when you've got a piece of sort of software that you can look at and you can break it down you know individually and tailor it and yeah, tailor it yeah, too. yeah. yeah. Understand. well i've had like thousands of those conversations right with yeah. salons where and you're talking about like short-term you know thinking like but a salon would ring and say i've just noticed that my revenue is down in the month i need to send a campaign out tomorrow offering x percentage off you know our free retail product with, with a service and it's that kind of always trying to do a quick marketing campaign to get a quick win reactionary yeah very yeah. much so mm-hmm. where reports now is very powerful is yeah. that it doesn't have to be that quick reactive campaign anymore. You can look at like, if it's revenue, well, what part of revenue is it? Is yeah. it retention? Yeah. Is it retention of new clients or existing clients? Is it like one staff member with new clients and you get to the root problem? Yeah. So rather than having a short-term email campaign, which you can still do, yeah. Yeah. you're actually thinking that maybe, you know, Alice in the salon isn't retaining her new clients well enough. Well, it's a training exercise what? with Alice. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of combining what used to just be this short-term fix with a long-term solution as well. And that's, I think, where the powerful part of reports come in now. Which is really interesting you say that because I quite often challenge myself and when we're trying to make a business plan, it actually comes down to a business plan per stylist because 
obviously people buy yeah. from people all of our stylists their clients are very different and for our clients in particular we range from age probably 25 right up to 70 80 mm -hmm. in terms of our clientele so you can't do one marketing campaign suits yeah. all no. and a free product means nothing to some exactly. of our clients yeah, or other yeah. clients it means everything so it is tailored um and that's why one-to-ones probably what i spend most of my time doing you but do. it's the most but also this is i think there's that thing about the reactiveness. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's a massive part where the industry has yeah. got yeah. to change. Yeah.